Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. This week, we read Bakuman Volume 20, about halfway done through Bakuman. Yep. Me and Roboco decided to celebrate by having a chapter about Bakuman. Yes, which honestly annoyed me. (laughs) Same, same. I had a kind of low opinion on Jump as a whole this week, I will be honest. Completely fair. I definitely liked the stuff that, you know, I tend to like every week. Yeah, good, but, good, good One Piece, good My Hero, but a, a lot of the like mid card stuff, I would say, even was not up to you. It's it's usual. Yeah, that's totally fair. I still enjoyed a lot of it, but definitely the lower end, I was just kind of like, oh, this is dragging on. There was quite a lot of like, all right, cool. I guess we're done with that. Yeah, they decided to end ITLC for us. So yep. I guess we should be happy. Yes. I mean, we're not going to talk about it until our rankings, but that one really felt like they didn't even tell the writer that he was done. Yeah. It was like, all right, cool. And then next week, I'm going to... no, you don't get a chapter next week. What? What do you mean? Look, I know the sales weren't great, but... Don't you usually give us advance warning? What, did I not tell you? <laughs> I mean, this is not the first series that has ended like this, and I think it's a valid way for a especially novice creator. I don't know how uh, experienced the creator of ITLC is, mm-hmm. but I think it's especially valid for a new creator to do it that way. But boy, does it feel weird. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the just pretend it isn't happening. You know, like... It's not nearly as bad as that Hellwarden Higuma, which <laughs> that, like that did it twice. That yeah. refused to accept it was ending. Yes, it's like all right, well, you'll get one special chapter, cool, and then I'll get more. Right? No, I still have a tab with the A Gravity Boys final chapter open, and I have not read it. <laughs> Although A Gravity Boys felt like it ended. Yes, and then the it felt like it ended, and then the final chapter wrapped some stuff up and was just, you know fine. Yeah. So like for an ending, it was actually pretty decent. I mean, but with comedy series, that's usually easier. Yes. So we have a bunch of deaths this week. We do have something new this week as well, though, and we'll start with that. The Hunter's Guild Red Hood number one, the Red Huntress. What did you think of this, Kevin? I really liked it, actually. Um, you would. Yes, of course I would. <laughs> we will try not to make this us arguing about Ruby for 30 minutes now. <laughs> because I don't know that this is Ruby-inspired. It could just be adapting all the same source material into a shonen genre, and of course you're going to get overlap there. I think that's what it is. This really feels more like Western fairy tales adapted into shonen, and not specifically, hey, let Ruby was cool, let me do that. Because it definitely has some different vibes to it, and I really feel like the overlap is... Well, I mean, you know, I'm I'm adding in, like, Red Riding Hood and all these, like, Western fairy tale themes into a shonen manga. Yeah, it just, it didn't do much for me, especially, the real problem with this, I think, it's a generic shonen, if you ignore the Ruby similarities, which I cannot, but if you do, it's generic shonen stuff, it's stuff we see all the time, it's stuff that this magazine needs another good series for, so I don't blame them for choosing one, but I don't think the art can carry it. The fight art seemed really messy to me, in the same way that Chainsaw Man was, but there's a lot more fight in this. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It didn't. It did not seem as bad as Chainsaw Man's to me. I will agree it wasn't the best fight art I've ever seen, but I didn't have that feeling of, what's going on? 
I, I think there's also a concept problem with the art, which is difficult to explain. But in Chainsaw Man, it was messy, and there were times where we complained about it frequently. Mm-hmm. But it was a dude who had chainsaws coming out of him, ripping up stuff with chainsaws, and that is cool. Well, and it was like about. it was also supposed to be messy because mm-hmm. it's chainsaws, so there's blood going everywhere, and it's like literally supposed to be messy. And I just want to say the artist just rightfully so struggled with trying to make a messy fight look clean. I, I guess is the the way I would say that. I have not watched the trailer for that anime, but from what people are saying, it is going to adapt well, as yes. we both suspected. Yeah, I saw there's just a couple snippets of fight scene in it, but just adding color to it makes it so much easier because like a lot of the problem is, you know, he's got blood going everywhere. Well, when it's black blood overriding black, you know, outlined figures, it's really like stuff just starts to kind of get distorted. And you're like, is that blood? Is that like part of somebody? Just adding color to it made it so much easier to understand. Like, I'm super hyped for the anime for Chainsaw Man because it looks awesome. The animation quality looks really good. And like we said, one of the things that really bothered us was the fight choreography or the, the fight scenes and just adding color seems to have helped. And they've also made it much more clear because, again, they, you know, they can take their time on those fight scenes and there aren't actually a ton of them. So it probably isn't going to be a huge budgeting concern if you're like, all right, well, you know, we'll bring in some good, you know, keyframe animators for this and like really put some, not all of the budget into the fight scenes, but because it's not all fight scene, you can put like, all right, we can, you know, put a lot of resources into this and stretch out some more of the like character moments that aren't going to be as animation heavy. But back to Hunter's Guild, Mm -hmm. I think it's even lacking that cool concept to begin with. These weren't like fights where I'm like, oh, I wish I could see this better. Okay. Like, it's not like they have cool powers or things I really want to see. There's some stuff that's kind of nice to it. Like, I do like that the POV character just kind of has a hunting rifle. Yeah. But in addition to that, this is this first chapter is very clearly an adaptation of Little Red Riding Hood. And I imagine that will go a very different direction. I'm not thinking next week will be Snow White or anything like that. Yeah. But I saw every twist coming. Of course, Little Red Riding Hood is the badass. They don't even try to pretend she's not, because that's like the one good elven drow. Little Red Riding Hood is a badass. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But I immediately was like, oh, the grandma is obviously the wolf. There's no other possibility here. Yeah. And so it just really did nothing for me. That's fair. Like I said, I really liked it. I like the, you know, I, I do like Western fantasy. And having that adapted into this seemed pretty cool to me. I really liked the, it's honestly just the line of like, hey, have you ever seen a dragon? No? Good. Like, I always used to have a friend whose dad used to run D&D games with Gary Gygax. Mm-hmm. And he always had a bit where he would be like, uh, you ever heard about the brown elves? No? Exactly. And he had a thing of, you know, in one of their games, the lore behind his character was that he had wiped out an entire race because they had pissed him off at one point. And so I just love that, you know, like, oh, have you ever seen dragons? No, that's because we killed them all. We're going to do the same thing with werewolves and zombies and skeletons and all of these things that go bump in the night until there's nothing left. Yeah, I mean, the line is decent, but like I said, the series didn't do anything for me. The character designs, I think, are also a big problem for me. Okay. Where none of them really have purchase. Except for, ironically, the two characters that die in this chapter. (laughs) But the main characters look so generic. And maybe that's a problem of editing. And that this person's art style is better for those characters and not good at creating generic shonen boys and girls. Possible. But, yeah, like I said, I was not very impressed with this first chapter. And usually that's the easy, the gimme. 
So we'll see. With my luck, this will stay forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, maybe it'll get better. Yeah. And that has happened before. Mashal, I did not like chapter one Same. at all. And I, I kind of wish we would get back to good Mashal, frankly, but there has been good Mashal. So. Yes. Well, and even like it's been, oh, this isn't as good as it has been, but like even when it was doing kind of poorly, it was still landing middle of the pack. All right. Next up, we have One Piece chapter 1017, The Order. One Piece is pretty good this week. Super good this week. It's one of those chapters where just a ton happens, but I, I feel like it's actually a very good one of those chapters. Yeah. Because I never was like, oh, where are we now? I'm lost. I feel like questions were only answered. I didn't have any new ones. Yeah. It was really a lot of like, what's going on over here? This. Cool. Moving on to the next thing. What's going on over here? This. Cool. Move on to the next thing. And like, it did not feel rushed. It was just kind of like, here's what's going on over here. Here's what's going on over here. Here's what's happening with this guy. Like, sweet. Yeah. The only sort of note I had is I thought Otama had already given the order. Like, that seemed like it should have been the end of last chapter, structurally speaking. Well, no, because I remember she got, like, scared by Ulti or whatever. Yeah. So, because she had, she had sort of given the order, but she had not done it over the PA system yet. Yeah, I suppose the Straw has said won that fight. So, narratively speaking. Yeah. I thought it was taken care of. I thought that should have been the end of last chapter. But that's a very small quibble. Mm. I love Jinbei in this chapter. I'm so excited to get to see good guy Jinbei. Yes. Who, who they're like, ah, afraid to be outnumbered Jinbei. He's like, no, I knew we were outnumbered. I figured you wouldn't fight fair. Yep. I do, <laughs> I do love that one. He was like, dude, we walked into this outnumbered like 500 to one. Of course I knew you were going to be assholes. Yeah. And then the turnaround of them all. Like, you, you fight the strong guy, Jinbei. <laughs> I also really like the reveal at the end of, you know, what's an XCP9 agent doing here? I was in charge of, like, guarding a devil fruit on its way to shore, and uh, what do you know? That kid has the devil fruit that I yeah. ate. Yeah, that's a super interesting potential new storyline, right? Yeah. That whoever Shank stole, that Shank stole the gum gum fruit from CP9, so this person was supposed was supposed to get it. Is yeah, really interesting. Yeah, I'm um, wondering if that's what it was, or if Shank stole it from somebody who stole it from them. That or... could be, too. I, I'm leaning more towards Shanks stole it from the government. Just because uh, of economy of characters. Yes. Who else would have stolen it for Shanks to steal it from? Yeah. But yeah, that's super interesting. I also did like the bit in the middle. It's very minor and not a big thing where uh, Queen was like, also, I'm a Brontosaurus cyborg. And so <laughs> she's just like, cool. I don't care. Yes. Uh, but it does explain that one earlier panel where his neck had like, uh, when I say earlier panel, I mean several chapters ago his neck had extended into several pieces. And I was just kind of like, how is it doing that? Oh, it's because he's a cyborg. So he literally has an extendo neck on a Brontosaurus. Go, go, Bronto neck. <laughs> yeah. Very good chapter. No, super good. Yep. Uh, next up, we have My Hero Academia number 318, Reckless. What did you think of My Hero this week, Kevin? The ending really got to me. The ending's super strong. I can't at all take that away from it. The rest of the chapter felt we very weirdly paced. To yeah, me, it almost felt bit. like he was like, I, I have to end on this beat, which is correct. Yeah. But like, oh, I have no story until then, though. Yeah, I, it it worked mostly okay. And I think the ending makes up for it. Like like you said, it was correct of, hey, I need to end on this beat. Mm, I need to fill out a couple of pages in order to actually make it all land on that beat. See, it feels to me like he had to fill about 18 or so. <laughs> so I did not have as positive a... Uh, outlook on this chapter as you did i know i did like it still because Fair. the ending's really good i'm super excited for the next week of my hero which is in two weeks yes next week's shonen jump is going to be swiss cheese as far as i can tell. <laughs> we should have a new thing in it yeah you would think 
Probably a bunch of one shots that they're not going to translate for us, is my guess. So. Possibly, but they, I'm assuming because they also canceled I Tell C, they knew about these endings. So they already have a new a new series lined up to yeah. fill its place. Yeah, I assume we're going to get one, but we also have, not Black Clover, Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Missing. There's no My Hero next week. I don't remember if there's a One Piece or not. There are two or three other series that aren't going to be in this book next week. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see. Might be a short episode next week. Yep. Anything else you wanted to say on My Hero? I really like Bakugo's face at the end. Like it Unmasked? It's weird. I, I also really like... It's just the panel. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. But just like the unmasked and he like... He doesn't look angry right now. And that was like... That was really powerful too. Of At first I was like, wait, who is that? <gasps> That's Bakugo. Because well, like normally he he's just pissed all the time. The other thing is he's normally like Captain Loner. Even in the Avers B arc where it's like, oh, he got character development and he works as a team now. He was very much like, I'm the lead. Yep. But here he has a cell phone and he's telling everybody, hey, that fucking idiot Deku's here. Yeah. Well, he's he's gotten more growth. But I yeah. really like... Especially because it just happened in the anime a little while ago, but that A versus B arc where he was kind of like, hey, I'm going to take the lead, but I do trust you guys to follow me. You know, I'll defend you. You defend me. Everything will work out great. And like, I really like at first everyone was like, ah, that's going to, that plan's going to fail horribly. And I was like, no, he's actually executing it very well. And he is, you know, as bad as it sounds to the rest of them, it is totally fair to say that he is one of the strongest heroes in class A. And he's just like... I'm just going to run with it, and I know you guys can keep up. Like, we don't need to have this coordinated four-man attack. I know you guys can back me up if I take point. Next up, we have Dr. Stone, Z equals 202, Ryusei Corp, which felt pretty Dr. Stone. I really like Ryusei, so getting a bit of him is nice here. I do have the note, Art Churro's Mexican, and (laughs) also I'm pretty sure it was not Spain that popularized the churro. I'm pretty sure it's Disneyland that popularized the churro, but... Yeah, I don't know. I do know churros are a big thing in Spain, but they are different than churros are like over here in the West, because most of the time they are not coated in cinnamon sugar like most people think churros are. It was actually a big thing in Spain. Oh, it was so good. So I had chocolate con churros, which you can get at like after 10 p.m. because Spain is weird in the way that they're like regular day is set up. Like they have a siesta. They literally have like a nap in the middle of the day. And most places don't start serving dinner till like 8 p.m. Versus over here in the West, it's more, you know, 6 o'clock is dinner time. So everything gets shifted back. But chocolate con churros is literally, they're churros, but they're just that fried dough sticks. They're not in the little star pattern and they don't have the cinnamon sugar on them. And they give you a, like, coffee mug, like a 10-ounce coffee mug full of melted dark chocolate to dip them in. Which is all to say Dr. Stone was fine this week. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That'll bring us to Mashal Magic and Muscles, Chapter 68, Wahlberg Bygen and the Magic of Darkness. Kevin, what did you think of this chapter? There was no Mashal in it. There wasn't really any jokes. So it's like, hey, look, Wahlberg's a badass. Like, okay, cool. Like, I knew this. Yep. I'm usually the guy who likes the mentor fights even more, but Wahlberg doesn't feel like Mashal's mentor is the issue. So it's like... You know, hey, you want to see the school principal fight? The guy that I have seen on panel like three times? Sure, I guess. Yeah, I don't like Mark Wahlberg much either. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. You pretty much covered it all. Yeah, it did not do super well for me because there wasn't really any jokes. There wasn't any mashal. And it's about a character I don't really care about being a badass. And it's like, I mean, like, again, I like the mentor fights. 
And that's usually cool to see the mentor doing stuff, but you have to have a bit of a connection to them in order for that to be cool. And I don't have one to Wahlberg. Next up, we have Blue Box number 11, Regional Preliminaries. Blue Box falling a bit low in the order of series here. Mm-hmm. Although that's kind of nice because there's like nothing in the back of the book I want to read anymore. With oh, Hardwell, Cop, and Dolphin gone. Yeah, the back of the book was rough this week. I thought this chapter was pretty good, though. Yes, no, super good. I really love, you know, I've been loving Blue Box, and I've just been really liking the, just everything going on with it. Yeah, we have a new rival introduced here, Ichiro Kishishiho, who has a (laughs) crush on Shinatsu, and the main character's doubles partner is like, hey, if you you beat him, I will tell you her number. Yes. And then I do love, like, at first that sounds super creepy, but then I do love when he, like, actually makes the bet. He's like, I will tell you her number. If she's okay giving it to you. (laughs) Like, basically, I'll ask for you, but I'm not going to give you some girl's number that I happen to know. That's super creepy. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was a good chapter. Yeah, no, very good. Last but not least, we have Ayakashi Triangle, Chapter 50, Dead's Incantation. What did you think of Ayakashi Triangle, Kevin? Trying to remember exactly what happened on this one. Uh, Richka comes to hang out with... Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yes, no, that was... was that's right. This and one was like, super I'm good. I'm not having fun. <laughs> yes. Well, she's doing the little kid thing of, she's like, I'm angry at you. And Matsuri is like, all right, well, I like, you know, I know she's a little upset at me, so I should try and have fun with her. So like, I'm letting her win at video games and we're doing like these kind of fun things. And I do love where she's, she's trying to hold that face of, I'm not having, you know, I'm not having fun at all. Like you're clearly having a ton of fun. Yeah. It's good. And then, uh, of course they get in the compromise position of, her sleeping on top of him, and then it like gets super hot, so they're both stripped down pretty well. And that's when Suzu walks in and is like, oh, what are you doing, Matsuri? Yep. Good chapter. Mm-hmm. I-, I like uh, Rejka, so I'm glad she's sticking around like yes. this. But just kind of typical also, even though it was characters I like. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? No. All right, that'll bring us into Jump Card. Jump card is the segment where we rank everything in Jump each week, not just the stuff we read. 19 chapters this week, because Jujutsu Kaisen has gone forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you have at 19, Kevin? That's where I put ITLC. Okay. It went out with a whimper. Uh, it it didn't even go out with a whimper. It just kind of went out. It's so weird to me specifically that it ends with like I be like, I'm going to go somewhere else. But then we have other plot stuff happening without her. Yes. It's not like she went off to the land of retired shonen characters. She's like, I'm going to go out for a pack of cigarettes, guys. Yep. Don't end the series while I'm gone. <laughs> I have me and Roboco at 19, though. Fair. I was really annoyed by the Bakuman stuff, I think. They just felt even more on the nose than usual. They It was on the nose and, like, almost insultingly so. Yeah. Like, they were really... It didn't feel like parody. It felt like satire. And I, you know, generally do not like people doing satire of things that I really like. Because usually satire comes from that place of criticism versus parody comes from a place of praise. So, like, 
you know, I do tend to like parodies, but some satires I just kind of like. It just feels like you're picking, poking fun at this thing that I like, and you know, I'm not a fan of that. It also seems like it should have been a slam dunk to me because I've actually kind of liked me and Robico's take on Shonen Jump offices. Mm-hmm. But like, it just was so much this week. Yeah. What do you have at 18? That's where I put High School Family. I don't remember what happened in this one. Uh, I read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't leave much of an impression. Nope, sure didn't. I got Black Clover at 18. Okay. I don't know what happened to that. I'm pretty sure Noelle is still fighting a devil. Yep. What do you have at 17? 17 is where I put me and Robico. Okay. I uh, completely agree with you. That's where I put I Tell C. Sure. There were things I like. Again, I Tell C, not going to miss it, but I do think there was potential there. And that was true up to the last chapter. Mm-hmm. What do you have at 16? That's where I put Undead and Unluck. I just kind of felt like, you know, all right, yeah, we let Fuku get away. But then Andy's like, what? No, of course I'm not going to follow the rules. <laughs> yeah, that's where I have high school family. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that stuff happened. Yep, sure did. Made me laugh. Ha ha. It did I not make me laugh. I don't even know what characters were in it. Nope, it is gone. <laughs> what do you have at 15? That's where I put Sakamoto Days. Again, I just kind of felt like, all right, cool. We've got, you know, Finn Sakamoto fighting this dude now, but nothing about the fight seemed particularly cool to me. I got Mashal there. Okay. For very similar reasons. I don't, nope, I don't care totally about Walmart. No, this fight does anything for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have at 14? That's where I put Mashal. So I completely agree with you. I was like, I at least thought the fight in Mashal was more interesting than the fight in Sakamoto days. Pretty hard to disagree, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, that's fair. 14 is where I have Witch Watch. And now I'm, oh, it's the YouTuber rep chapter. Yeah. There was some okay stuff, but it was just super disposable. Didn't have any of the cute stuff I actually like about Witch Watch. It had a little bit of that. So it actually went kind of high for me. I liked a couple of the, a couple of the things where, you know, like how much Mori was working to help their dream. But it literally was like, well, I mean, kids these days can't be YouTubers. And like, you know, oh yeah, we got bored of it in a week. Uh, what do you have at number 13? That's where I put Nine Dragons. I feel like it happened almost too fast where this dude just like completely came undone at all of the seams at once. Like it wasn't like, oh, we managed it. All right. We did this thing to take care of like his pitching game or whatever. Cool. It's like, oh, no, then we also took care of the running game and the batting game and, like, completely undermined all of his confidence. Oh, that, that, that turned around very quickly. Although at the end of the chapter, they are tied still. Yeah, but I feel like the character has been beaten. Like, he's like, I, I can do it. But, you know, he's, like, trying to, you know, convince himself that he can do it versus, like, I would have liked, all right, well, what's this? We, you know, this we'll figure out his pitching game or we'll, like, we'll beat his pitching game. Like, all right, cool. That's, like. It just felt a little like, oh my god, this guy's going to be such a tough opponent, except when we do this thing and completely undermine him. Oh, okay. 13's where I have Undead Unluck. Sure. Similar feelings to you, but I did feel like it had a little bit of shonen energy. I want to have a shonen thing. Mm-hmm. I just, like I, I've said, I'm ready for Undead Unluck to be God. Mm-hmm. What do you have at 12? That's where I put Black Clover. Like you said, it's Noel fighting uh, Mele- Magicula. No. <laughs> Magicula? Something like that. That's my third favorite, Dracula. <laughs> I do like the demon showing up at the end, like the actual demon manifesting at the end, though, and being like, oh, you guys satisfied my alternate summoning conditions because there's three high-level witches of the same sex here, so now I can manifest in the real world. That's uh, but sort all of, of you have to die. shit I should love, but boy, don't I. I. You know, it's not super high for me, but... Yeah, I know. 
I'm it wasn't. Saying. It wasn't great, but I definitely did like that stuff at the end. Like I said, it's just Black Clover always feels like it's playing the beats, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh no, I'm even stronger now. I'm like, okay, yeah, but then Noel is going to beat your next chapter anyway. So I liked this at least because it was Noel did beat her this chapter, but now it's turned into, oh, what the actual demon showed up. So yeah. at least it's. I know this isn't even my final form, Kevin. Yes. I'm familiar with the genre. Ah, uh, just... at least it's a different person. Sort of. Sort of. Twelve is where I put Magi Chan. Fair. What did, what happened? Oh, it was the the wishing stuff. It was kind of cute, but it didn't make me laugh, which is what I want Magi Chan to do. Gotcha. I I like the emotional moment, so it went quite high for me because, like you said, I wasn't a huge fan of a lot of the mid card. What do you have at eleven? That's where I put Candy Flurry. This just felt like another beat of, you know, like, all right, cool, we beat the guy because someone else showed up and was like, hey, we got to go. Yeah. Candy Flurry's real, feels like real mid-card material. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, it feels like it should be lower, but Jump is not really Do, stru- yeah. hitting the heights. I have nine dragons at 11. Sure. I don't know that I have much more to add than our discussion. What do you got at 10? That's where I have Dr. Stone. Kind of right in the middle of, you know, like, yeah, it's your regular Dr. Stone stuff. It had some cool stuff, but... Nothing amazing. That's where I put Candy Flurry. Sure. I also found it weird that her partner is just feels like he's gone now. Oh, yeah. He literally did just vanish. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be back next chapter. Yeah, Boy, but then. he was literally just not here yeah. in the end. Like, I know he got beat up, beat up, <laughs> maybe knocked unconscious, but like they didn't even mention the fact that he was there. Yeah. I kept expecting him to show up to help her, but mm-hmm. whatever. What do you got at nine? That's where I have Witch Watch. I just like, like I said, I like the moments of Mori like really trying to help them out and then them being like, and we gave up after a week. <laughs> and like just a couple of the cute moments of like, I know this guy who's a YouTuber is like, yeah, but he's a super niche YouTuber. And he's like, well, you only have like 80 followers. It was like, yeah, but that's because, you know, I'm a hipster and nobody's into the shit I'm into. <laughs> where are we? Number nine? Yep. I got Mission Yuzakura family at nine. Sure. I liked bits of it. I th- the The plot continuing in this way is kind of interesting and like the premise of his powers not turning off at school is pretty fun yeah but like i found the like main plot about the school newspaper thing to be really eh. yeah it's my number eight i agree with you i like the thing about his powers not turning off at school so like he gets hit by the baseball and he doesn't notice and then matsuri has to like sign to him not matsuri uh, you're right matsuri is from a different series yes it's uh, Mitsumi. Mitsumi. I was like, very close. Uh, is signing to him like, you got hit in the head. And so he's like rubbing a different spot of like, ow, that baseball sure hurt. Everyone's <laughs> like, that's not even the same spot. The hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Where are we? Eight? Yep. I got Red Hood at eight. Sure. Like I said, did not impress me. Was But was a pretty weak shout in jump. So yeah. it got longer. It, first chapter is always going to bump. I really hope it picks up. But it seems like it's going to be generic shonen stuff and that mm-hmm. has not been finding purchase lately fair what do you got at seven that's where i have Chan. like i said i really liked a couple of the emotional moments of like we're going to gather everyone's wishes and we're going to turn you into a meteor storm so that you wish upon a star and it'll come true and i like the thing you know the little thing at the end of like what's your wish that everyone else's wishes would come true and Chan's wishes is world domination <laughs> yeah i got sakimoto days at seven okay i actually did like the fight I particularly like the ending bit. You know, it's very generic shonen stuff, but it's what I'm here for. Where it's like, oh, you can't die? So I can just beat the hell out of you as as hard as I want. And I don't have to worry. That bit was pretty good. And again, it was a weak week. So that at least made me smile. What do you got at number six? 
That's where I put the elusive samurai. I like it. You know, the the wrap up to this fight is pretty good. I like the young lord. You know, kind of like finding confidence in himself, and the rest of the kids like you know coming together at the end of like, yeah, we did it. This is a good moment. Uh, yeah, I actually have it very high. Sure. Number six is where I have Doctor Stone. Like I said, not much to say about it, but it made me want a churro, which I can have on my diet, and I like Ryuse. Fair. We have a five. That's where I put Hunter's Guild. I'm just more into that Western fantasy and shonen anime trope. Like, there's a couple of anime that do very similar things that I like. I just like that kind of like, hey, what what would happen if the Grimm's Brothers tales were told by Japanese people? There would probably be a lot more living umbrellas. <laughs> <laughs> More helpful forest gods to help Hansel and Gretel? I don't know. I got My Hero Academia at five. Okay. I feel like I said my piece on it. I do like that ending. I'm looking forward to the next chapter, but this chapter itself felt in many ways like a punt to get there. Okay. What do you have in number four? That's where I put Blue Box. I thought it was very solid this week. I you know, liked the the moments between everybody, so it was very good. Ayakashi Triangle is what I got it for. Okay. I, I said a lot about the comedy manga that it didn't make me laugh, which is what I want. Mm-hmm. But Ayakashi Triangle did, even yep. though it's very much just like a, hey, let's hang out and have a chapter of Ayakashi Triangle. Yep. I, I, I'm here for it. What do you get at number three? That's where I put Ayakashi Triangle. One of the That's bits- where I put Blue Box. Okay. One of the bits that I really liked was the callback to uh, uh, Rochka that- finding out that- see, That kind of, for me, was like, oh, come on. It was good the first time. You, you can really overplay that joke, though. I know, but it was still funny because like, it was just the, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. Matsuri's supposed to be a dude. <laughs> Well, she says he's both. Yes. Yeah, Blue Box, I just think, had a more emotional impact than Ayakashi Triangle. So it went a bit higher. What do you have at number two? That's where I put my hero. Just that that ending panel really got me. And, you know, thinking about it, I do now agree with you that most of the rest of the chapter was nothing. But just that ending hit me really good. And most of the rest of the stuff wasn't great this week. So I was just like, yep, that just that was awesome. I got Elusive Samurai at two. Okay. I really, really like the contrast between the adults who are like, oh, this is serious, and the kid being like, oh, man, I'm having so much fun slowly murdering this man. <laughs> and I also thought the uh, new sword guy's fight was pretty good, too. Yeah. It all it all really went together. I liked it a lot. What do you got at number one? It's One Piece. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's just, it was super solid. Uh, my favorite bit was just that little tidbit of like, oh, yeah, I was the guy guarding the gum gum fruit. It's good. That's like a good hook for the next chapter, but also the rest of the chapter was good. Too. Yes, it's a very good hook for the next chapter. And, you know, I have that thing of like, is Shanks going to show up? He's the only one missing, I guess, and Blackbeard. Shanks and Blackbeard just fight their way into this. Be pretty <laughs> rad. Look, we got to, we're supposedly in the penultimate chapter. So yeah, I the... think Shanks has to die pretty soon. Look, I want him to. I, nobody dies in one piece, but. Yep. That would actually just be funny if it was like uh, pretty soon, literally just Shanks and Blackbeard like punching each other in the yeah. face, come no, no. flying I want through them the to building. Have a Dragon Ball Z fight through the, the flying castle. That yes, this One Piece fight is going <laughs> on in. Yeah. So we read Bakuman Volume Twenty. Anything else to say, Kevin? No. We will be here to talk about that after the break.
So, the, the final volume of Bakuman. I'll let the joke finally die. <laughs> what did you think, Kevin? I really liked it. You know, it's one of those, I'm sad to see that it's done, but I really liked the ending, and it felt like it came to a conclusion, which was really nice. I really wanted just a little bit more the first time I read it, but on this reread, I actually very much appreciated it as well. Mm-hmm. Particularly, there's a lot of stuff leading up right to the end that I didn't yeah. notice on the first read through that I really liked. Gotcha. It's also kind of weird and interesting that the first half of this volume is like the parallel manga about Miho. It has her, all her rivals in it. Yes. <laughs> and her manager dad, who is way more present in her life than her real dad, yes. who I will remind you is not dead. <laughs> <laughs> but her, her big sister and her mom are like, yeah, it's great that you're getting married. I'm so happy for you. And dad is like off somewhere else, you know, like a Japanese dad do. Yep. Reading manga, I guess, because I remember that's one of the things. Was it? Wasn't it her dad that read Jump, or was it Matsuri's dad that read? I can't remember. Or not Matsuri. Um, I'm pre- her dad was his uncle's friend, right? So, oh no, no, that's uh, that's Kaya's dad. That yeah, Kaya's dad was the one that was his friend. But I just remember somebody, one of the dads, uh, when they were getting into it, was like, "Well, I mean, I, I was like, you know, I, I still read Jump occasionally." Oh no, that was Dog Guy's dad. Was that Dog Guy's dad? I remember okay. Dog Guy? <laughs> I don't remember his name, so. There is also some, I, I think it's because there is a montage of all the characters at the end. It's nice that they didn't forget anybody. But this last chapter really makes the like dog guy story and the uh, evil manga rival story to me feel like they were in here to extend the series. Like, they, dog guy in particular feels very natural when he shows up. Yeah. But not really important to the overall scheme of things other than to create some conflict for Mashiro and Takagi. Well, and he also helps them grow a little bit. So, like, it's because he, they have that thing of like Takagi helping him learn how to write manga also helps him grow as a writer. And so I feel like, you know, it, it's not necessarily that, like, it kind of sucks that he just, just kind of vanished, but like, he, it is worthwhile that he's there. Like, he does do something. He's not literally, all right, well, we need to fill out a couple of chapters, so we're going to insert this storyline here. Like, he does help facilitate character growth. So I'm fine with him showing up kind of briefly and leaving and, you know, not showing back up again, basically how that worked. Yeah. Yeah, I do think it's a very good ending. It's just a very good series overall, Yep, as we continually say. It, it's a little weird that we get so much into Miho, like I said, but it's nice. Um, yeah, she has like her super popular rival, and then this older rival character, yeah. and then this rival. Yes, so she's got very similar relationships to Matsuri and Takagi, mm-hmm. and I love how that she. It, this is her chance to go for the thing she's always wanted, and she, she gets this super convoluted <laughs> scheme that her bosses play on her. It's not her bosses; it's the uh, company doing the anime. Yes, but. It's very Bakuman, like the whole series has been. Yes. Also, we keep saying Matsuri instead of Mashiro. Like, you've uh, t- you've said it, it. I've said it. Yeah. Sorry about that, Mashiro. He's the main character of this series. Mashiro, Mashiro, Mashiro. Mashiro, Mashiro, Mashiro. Yeah, and then it's after that, after, you know, she gets the part in this big online poll where she wins by a landslide. It's I, kind of just a feel-good epilogue after that. Yeah. And I, I really do like the the whole culmination of that thing of, like... You know, yes, this all of this is true, and that does actually sway some of the public opinion back to her when people are like, you know, wow, 
that's incredible. Just like what happened with Fukata. Fukata, thank you. I was like, Fu, some, I kept wanting to say Fundoshi, and I was like, that's not right. That's underwear. <laughs> that's an Akira Toriyama character. <laughs> <laughs> but when he heard the story, he's like, oh my God, that's, you know, the greatest, like, most of the people that are actually invested are like, oh my God, that's the, you know, the sweetest thing I've ever heard. And so that actually does influence some of the public opinion of like, yeah, there's still probably some dissenters who are going to be pissed, but a lot more people are, you know, hear that story and are like, that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard, you know, and like are now rooting for Miho and Mashiro. Yeah. And there's all the stuff leading up to it where all the online polls have her in like fifth. Yep. And they're like, oh, only the real otaku are going to vote in online polls, but it's an online streaming competition. So yeah. Like, ah. We might be in trouble, but I do love the bit at the end where Hattori is like, okay, here's your normal fan mail. Here's the stack of letters that are people who are pissed off at you for dating Miho. And here are the, like, here's the truck full of people who are like, yeah, you're great. So I think that's why she won, is that all your fans supported her. Yeah, mo- yeah, you know, like a bunch of your fans supported her. I really love that moment where they're doing the table, you know, they've got the table read and she like has a script with her, but she leaves it on her chair and they're like, there's no notes on it because she's literally been reading the, the manga since it came out in preparation for this. So she's like, I know what, I know what the script is. Yeah. And like boom moment is that she gets a line wrong, but it's actually the script got the line wrong. Yeah. Because they went, there was like a misprint in jump where they had swapped two of the characters names and the director then comes out and is like, so, you know, there's been a bunch of comments flying around just now after the end of her performance that she got the line wrong. Well, it's actually we got the line wrong. So I do not want you to knock any of the actresses who said it incorrectly the first time, because if you're actually paying attention to the script, saying this character's name doesn't make any sense in context. And we were going off a misprint of what was printed in Jump that got fixed in the volume. That's what she's been reading. And like... At first, someone was, oh, that's because, you know, you gave the script or uh, you told Mashiro and Takagi what the script was going to be. And they were like, no, otherwise they would have probably figured out this thing beforehand. Yeah, I actually really like the bit where specifically the older voice actress, as soon as someone says that about me, it's like, are are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, that's not what happened. Yeah, I do really like that. I always like that when the rival, you know, will point out something of like, no, she kicked it out of the park. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm man enough to admit that, that she did amazing. Don't try and belittle her for this thing that she is just like, she's clearly super invested in this thing. Yes, I think I will do better than her, but I'm not going to try and knock her down or belittle any of her accomplishments. Like, she did amazingly well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like the whole thing. And like I, I said, after she gets the part is all kind of epilogue after that but there is the bit where the editor-in-chief goes up to Hattori and is like well now that they got the thing they wanted there will be no more conflict from those two right <laughs> and Hattori is like uh about that the series is ending in four weeks eight weeks okay but yes and I I just love where the editor like no absolutely not you know we need to make this you know we we need to have this continue going through the anime Hattori is like all right I don't want to have to pull this out but do you remember what the like is ex-president of Shueisha. Of Shueisha. Of Shueisha. Was like, once told me that you should respect the manga instead of the, or you should respect the artists instead of the company. Or some, like yeah. something along those lines. And he was like, yeah. yeah, he told me that too. All right. And I do love that. And this is kind of how it's been, like the anime industry itself has been shifting. But the director is like, well, it actually will be pretty nice to have all of the manga done before we even 
basically before we even start production on the anime, like we will literally be able to, you know, shift stuff around minorly. Like we don't have to worry about adding in any extra foreshadowing. Like literally everything will be laid out for us and we can just adapt it the way we want to. Like there's a benefit for having the series be done before we even start animating it. Yeah, and I do wonder, because Jump had a shift in editor-in-chief during this, if this is actually like a, when we were doing Death Note, everything sucked, and now things might be getting better, because we did Death Note and complained a lot. Yep. And I don't know how much of that is true. You're always projecting, and it's yes. a little fictionalized. There but. definitely seems a lot of that with, like, everyone super excited that they get to end their series early. Like, that was a big thing. And so I do wonder how much of that is, hey, you know, let us tell these stories of this is one of the problems that we had with Death Note. We wanted to end it early and weren't allowed to, and we feel like it would have been much better if we had just been able to finish it. Yeah. It also could be seen, though, as a warning to artists to stick up, because in every interview, they say they always wanted it to be 108 chapters, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it might have been that they weren't bold enough with Death Note to say we want to end it here, even though they did. Totally possible. Again, completely speculating on their lives. So, Yep. Or maybe they ran into the problem of they did want it to be 108 chapters, but in order, like, the story naturally ended at 50, uh, yeah. 50 something. And they were like, well, I mean, I want to, I want it to keep going, but, like, we'll have to sacrifice quality in order to, you know, all right, well, well let's it could try. It could also be a hard lesson learned. Maybe they yes. didn't think they would have to sacrifice quality. And anyone who's read the second half of Death Note knows that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like you said, there there could be quite a lot of different reasons why they're writing it, but it definitely feels like they are working something out when putting this out here. And I don't know exactly what that is, but that's honestly probably for the best because it makes people think, which is more important than just sending a message of making people think of what the message should be will make them come up with their own answers rather than being told what the answer is. Yeah. Also, I think I did not notice on my first read is they get first place for 10 weeks in a row right before they actually yep. in the manga just like edgy yep. did which is not really brought up or like brought to the fore but i really appreciated noting that de- noticing that detail yeah they have that and they also finally their final volume beats edgy or beats zombie gun yeah puts them over sales and zombie gun yes and so the last moment with edgy is them pledging to continue to be rivals it's pretty nice one of the weaker edgy moments but yeah it, it is good for an ending it's probably the best ending any of the minor characters get. Yeah. And definitely the, you know, edgy being like, well, I'm going to kick your next series ass. And they're like, no, you won't. You know, basically like, of course we're going to keep writing. Sure. We're done with this, but we're going to come up with something even better. Bring it on edgy. Yeah. It'll be about us writing manga. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I also just love the support that Miho gets from her family. Yes. Like both her mom and her sister are all like, her sister's like, man, I'm going to miss you. And I wish I was getting married, but it's great. Yep. I love the bit at the end where her mom's like, yeah, if you don't go home on time or like <laughs> tomorrow, that'll be fine. And he was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, if you're not home tonight, I'm cool with it. And Miho's like, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Super good. Uh, I also love that Matsuri's like, I got to buy a house for her. Can I borrow some money, Takagi? Also a Ferrari, because that's what my uncle wanted to do. I do really like that, that, you know, he was like, uh, I'm going to ask for uh, Takagi and Kai's father's help to buy a house for her. And I really love at one point, he's like, yeah, I'm going by the textbook. And he's talking about what his uncle wanted to do for his marriage thing. So he's like, my uncle said he always wanted to drive a Ferrari. Uh, and I also like that it worked out that this was a, a Western car. The driver's seat is on the left because you always sat to me on my right during class. And 
this is how I feel. Like I feel comfortable just existing with you. Mm-hmm. That was a that was just a really good moment for me. Yeah. Of I, I do love that part. Yeah. And then he takes her to her old house and is like, I got proposed ow. My uncle said I would know the words. Uncle, I do not I know, know the, the words. words. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's like, uh, Ah, man, this'll be great. Like, it'll just come to me. It is not coming to me. Shit, shit, shit. She's walking away. What do I do? Yeah, but then it ends with her, hey, you remember our other promise? And it ends on them kissing, which is a sweet image. Yep. I kind of skipped over what is actually my favorite part of the ending, though, which is Mashiro talking to Kaya about what a support she's been. Yeah. Because Kaya is, I think, maybe actually my favorite character in Pokemon. It's probably edgy, but Kaya's <laughs> great, Kaya's too. Up, Kaya's up there, yeah. And I, I really love that he was like, hey, Kaya can I take your hand? And I love that Kai is at first being silly, but like, Oh, you're taking the married, you know, the married hand of your bet or the, the hand of your best friend's wife. How scandalous. And he was like, you coming up with our name has been a huge support to me. And like, she just breaks down in tears of like, I thought I wasn't doing enough. And he was like, no, you do more than you could possibly know. Yeah. It's really, really nice. Yeah. I just, it makes me think of that time she shows up and she's just like, energy drinks. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Just like little things like that. It was like, no, you help us clean. You helped us out with work. You were just constant. Like the big thing is, and especially with uh, you coming up with the name, like you were just there from the beginning. And that, that means so much. Just the fact that you cared about us. Like yeah. even right, you know, right when we started. You were there with us, and just the fact that you were there mattered. And like I said, there's a pretty good ending montage. Mm-hmm. We see every character one last time. Yep. Poor Fakuda is on a triple date, and all the characters, all the girls hate him. Yes. Well, I love it. was like, ah, you know, we're mangaka. You're mangaka? And almost mangaka? <laughs> and they leave. <laughs> Poor Fakuda. Couldn't he have got? Oh, yeah. I thought that was going to happen for a minute. Don't don't get me wrong. I like the uh, the relationship she ends up in. Yes, with Hiwamaru, but like Fukuda deserves someone. Yes. Well, I love that they. Uh, one of his. Why don't you have a girlfriend? I want to know that it's asshole. Like, like, don't ask me. You're successful and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do love one of the shots in this last one has him with his editors with like noodles coming out of their noses because they're so. Ex- I think it was. Like during the Miho one reveal and like, you know, they're just constantly eating noodles throughout like all of the manga. Yeah. So like they literally shot it out of their nose. They were so excited. Yeah. That's a shot they've used for them multiple times. Yes. They're very nice characters. Mm-hmm. They get that. A lot of characters just get like one beat. Takahata actually gets a fair amount of just like him being content with all his legal case books he has to read to come up with. Yeah. But I like that. Yeah. I, I liked it too. Iwasa gets one final bit where she gets to yell at her new editor for being not what she wants. Well, and I love that she, like, it. I feel bad for the editor because she was like, what do you mean you came to me with no ideas for a manga series? And I just wanted him to be like, that's your job. I'm not supposed to be the idea, man. She was spoiled by Hattori. I know. Yeah. I think it is a very nice ending. It leaves you wanting a little more, I think, but in a way that's right. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it, Bakubara? Like, incredible series. Yeah, I'm really glad we read it all the way through, and this is the first large series that we have finished. Yeah, it feels weird to say goodbye to it. Yes. But that just leaves us with one last character to put on personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is a segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top, we have Uzumaki Naruto. At the bottom, we've got Koku from Flame of Rekka, and... In the dead middle, we have Red from Pokemon Adventures. So we just have Miho to add on here. Yep. 
I do like Miho, but I don't think she's as good as Kaya, as no. I was alluding to I before. Was, I was also going to say that some of that is her lack of screen time, but also a lot of that is she's much more of the silent supporter. So, like, I don't like her... I don't like her as much as how active Kaya is in the support of Mashiro and Takagi. Like, I do like Miho's, you know, I'll just believe in them. But at the same time, it would be, there's a lot of, well, it would be kind of nice to tell them that sometime. Like, I know Mashiro knows, but like, I feel like Takagi doesn't know sometimes. Yeah. Actually, most of the time, because I think the two of them almost never talk. <laughs> Pretty much. She talks with Kaya like a lot more behind the scenes, so Kaya understands. I don't know if Kaya relays it to Takagi, but either way, I would agree worse than Kaya. The next love interest type character we have is Ochiko from My Hero Academia. I don't think she's as good as Ochiko. No. Again, it's a similar thing of just kind of lack of screen time. Our next love interest is Tuxedo Mask from Sailor Moon. She's definitely better than Tuxedo Mask. So we're probably going to go going by Bakuman characters. I think she's better than Takahama. Yep. Next, we have Hiramaru's editor. Probably better than him. Yeah. Although, it actually gets tricky for me there. Yes, that's fair. Then we have Hitori. Yujiro Hitori. Lesser Hitori. Lesser Hitori. I, I would still go above Yujiro Hitori. Then we have uh, Aiko Owase. I th- better than Owase. Yeah. Then we have Fukuda. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Fukuda's fucking good. I, I'm going to give it to Fukuda on this one. Okay, so Miho will go at number 37, above Iwase and below Fukuda. She's got a last name, right? Azuki. Oh, yeah, because there's a joke about Azuki beans. And yes. Me and Roboco, that, that made me laugh so much. And that'll do it for this week. Next week, we are going to pick up with volume four of Haikyuu, which we have been liking quite mm-hmm. a bit. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out my other podcasts. It's a Gundam is back in full swing, doing episodes of Gundam Sea Destiny like we were meant to. Mm-hmm. Careful what we wish for. Kevin, anything you want to plug? Not this week. Have a great week, everybody. Stop.